Welcome to another episode of the Daily Stoic Podcast. On Thursdays, we do double duty, not just reading our daily meditation, but also reading a passage from the book, The Daily Stoic, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living, which I wrote with my wonderful co-author and collaborator, Stephen Hanselman. And so today, we'll give you a quick meditation from one of the Stoics, from Epictetus Marcus Aurelius Seneca, then some analysis from me, and then we send you out into the world to do your best to turn these words into works. The Daily Stoic is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. One of the cool things about podcasts is that you can multitask while you're listening, but depending on what you're doing right now, like for instance, if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you could be doing. You could be getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $700 on average and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts, discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner and more. So just like your favorite podcast, Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year. So you're protected no matter what. Multitask right now. Quote your car insurance at Progressive.com to join over 29 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $698 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the job. In fact, we were just hiring for Daily Stoic and we found our new podcast editor on LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Over 2.5 small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring like we do, as I was just saying, because LinkedIn isn't just a job board. It helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, sometimes even faster than that. You can hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash stoic. That's linkedin.com slash stoic to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Why aren't you virtue signaling? It's become kind of a reactionary refrain popular on social media and internet comment sections. We see someone talking about a social cause. We hear someone concerned about something going on in the world. We watch someone trying to do some good and we pounce. Virtue signaling. We spit the words out like venom. We type them out on our keyboards with a little extra force. We shout them at their perpetrators as if it means something. Now, of course, virtue signaling does exist. It's true. In violation of the core Stoic practice of showing rather than telling, some people would rather talk about what a good man is like instead of, you know, being one. Yet, in a world filled with so much injustice and blatant shamelessness, this also seems like a rather silly thing to be upset about. Because isn't the one thing worse than virtue signaling the outright rejection of virtue altogether? Now, certainly Seneca could be accused of virtue signaling. He was a public figure and an admired Stoic who wrote beautiful philosophical essays, but whose conduct often fell short of the principles explored in those very essays. Seneca was ambitious. He liked worldly things. He made pragmatic compromises. But again, isn't this better than the alternative? Isn't pragmatism preferable to pure evil? 
Does anyone really prefer Nero's approach? Virtue signaling, we might say, is necessary but not sufficient for the virtuous life. We begin with a commitment to virtue, an earnest commitment to doing the right thing, to serving the common good, to philosophical ideals. Will we always be consistent with it? Always live up to our own standards? We can try, but almost certainly we will fall short. We also have to understand that this is true for others. Virtue is hard. Stoicism is a tough prescription. Getting our heart in the right place is a good first step. And then with time, with practice, hopefully we get better at it. Judging other people for falling short, for talking more than acting, then dismissing virtue altogether as a result, equating it with phoniness or naivete because apparently signaling about virtue is worse than doing nothing at all? What does that accomplish? So send your virtue signals. Just make sure you're actually backing them up and leave others to their own struggle to do the same. Or better yet, help them back it up rather than backing them into a corner for daring to wish out loud for a better world. Not good nor bad. Shout out to my wife, Samantha. It is her birthday today. I'm recording this in advance. It's not technically today. Who knows what we'll be doing? I'm probably going to take the day off, spend some time together. But in the meantime, I'll give you the entry. There is no evil in things changing just as there is no good in persisting in a new state. Marcus Aurelius's 442. And I'm reading to you today from the Daily Stoic 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living by yours truly and my co-author and translator, Stephen Hanselman. You can get signed copies, by the way, in the Daily Stoic store. Over a million copies of the Daily Stoic in print now. It's been just such a lovely experience to watch it spend more than 250 weeks, consecutive weeks on the bestseller list. It's just an awesome experience, but hope you check it out. We have a premium leather edition at store.dailystoic.com as well. But let's get on with today's reading. Now, what I wanted to do there, just because I sometimes find value in checking the other translations, let's look at what Gregory Hayes has to say today. There is nothing bad in undergoing change. This is from the Gregory Hayes translation, or good in emerging from it. So what does that mean exactly? When people say change is good, they're usually trying to reassure someone or themselves because instinctively we view change as bad, or at least we're suspicious of it. But the Stoics want you to do away with those labels altogether. Change isn't good. Status quo isn't bad. They just are. They just are. Remember, events are objective. It's only our opinion that says something is good or bad and thus worth fighting against or fighting for. A better attitude to decide to make the most of everything, but to do that, you must first cease fighting. And I think I put this together, I was giving a talk in some industry, it was oil and gas maybe several years ago, and that industry was particularly struggling or going through a hard time, and they, they wanted me to talk about that. And I said, is this a great time to be in your industry or a bad time? Is it a terrible time to be in this space or a wonderful time? And I said, you know what? Doesn't fucking matter because you're in it right now, right? These opinions, is it a bear market? Is it a bull market? Are we in the, the decline of America? Is it the collapse of the world order, right? We, we speculate about these things. We want to put labels on them. We want to place them somewhere in a story as if it matters, as if it changes 
what is in fact happening. It's not things that upset us, Epictetus says, but our judgment about things. So why don't we try to step back and just not label them at all? Remember, Marcus Rilas also says, we always have the power to have no opinion, to think nothing at all, to just simply let it be and get to work either accepting it, coming to terms with it, or working on changing it. I don't want you to think that by not labeling things, we become apathetic. In fact, Saul Alinsky, who I love, and if you just got triggered by that name, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Saul Alinsky says that an organizer, an agent of change, has to accept the world as it is for what it is if they wish to change it, right? So this idea of acceptance, not seeing it as evil, but also not seeing it as permanent, not seeing it as ordained, not seeing it as uh, malicious, just seeing it as what it is, then allows you to allocate those resources towards what is in your control. When Marx really says, why should we be angry at the world as if the world would notice? I think he's saying, the world doesn't care what labels you put on it. The market doesn't care that we call this a bear market and this a bull market. Doesn't know what any of those things is, what, what any of those things are. It is not sentient. The labels don't matter, right? The names are nothing. They just, they don't affect what it is. What we do, how we respond, how we integrate it, the changes we make because of it, now that has some impact. So there is no evil in things changing, just as there is no good in persisting in a new state. Change isn't bad. It isn't to be afraid of. It's also not good. Just is. Change is a fact of life. We must accept it. We must anticipate it. We must utilize it because that's all that we control. Thanks so much for listening to the Daily Stoke podcast. Again, if you don't know this, you can get these delivered to you via email every day. You just go to dailystoke.com slash email. So check it out, dailystoke.com slash email. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Spoiler alert, it's neither. At Happy Egg, we believe happiness of the hens is what actually came first, because without happy hens, there would be no such thing as happy eggs. You know, eggs with delicious orange yolks. Those come from hens who are raised the happy way on eight plus acres of family owned farms. Choose happy at happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. Guy Raz's How I Built This is a podcast where each week he talks to the founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you hear these entrepreneurs really go into their story. And Guy is an incredible interviewer. He doesn't just dance around the surface. He has real questions because he himself is an entrepreneur. He's built this huge show and this huge company. In a recent episode, they talked to the founder of Liquid Death, that crazy water company that's become this billion-dollar brand. Follow the show on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This Early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. And for a deep dive in daily business content, listen to Wondery V destination for business podcasts with shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, The Best One Yet, Business Movers, and many more. Wondery means business.